It's your turn to play, you know. Oh, sorry, old chap. Maybe you could add an S to something. Icicles, perhaps? Or mouses. Mice, Harry. Oh, yes. I'm not as good at this as I once was. None of us is, Swapnel, except Mrs. Canoodle. Don't embarrass her, Ludo. I'll just put an I here. I-D? No initials, you said? Id, Harry, it's a bit of the mind. A bit with the things you don't want to know about, old man. Very smart. Very low scoring. And now, Mrs. Canoodle, the board is yours. Ooh, she's adding something to Harry's. Eight. Eighted. Mated. Check. Mated. Oh, she's good, isn't she? And quiet, very quiet. All seven tiles, a K on a triple word score, and a 50-point bonus. Mrs. Kernidle, not a word spoken for eight long years, eh? and yet... Yet you are the board game demon of this entire mountain. <laughs> yes, take a bow, do, dear. Bravo. Follow that, Harry. Ooh, I'll try. <laughs> There. Eh? How's about that? What does it mean? Never heard of it. If it's a proper noun, it's not allowed. T-A-R-D-I-S Tardice. Means nothing to me. It's something you climb inside. Oh, twaddle, Harry. This is just the woff-gop incident all over again. I suppose Tardice is a solvent used in the production of mothballs as well, is it? It has two doors... It's blue. Sometimes I can see it. You're a tricksy player, Harry. No, really. And we don't appreciate that. We have to stick to the rules. But it hurts. It hurts so much. At the back of my head, in my throat, in my eyes. Stone me sometimes, just at the edge. If I don't look directly, I can... Harry! Sometimes, if I try to look just to the side of where I'm looking, I'll... Stop it, Harry. This is not the way we play around here. It's what we all agreed. Otherwise, who knows what would happen. You're right. Sorry. It's just a... Now, what game shall we play next, Harry? You choose. How about consequences? Consequences. Fine. Have you a pencil, Mrs. Canoodle? Ah, good. So, we begin with a man's name. A funny one, if possible, everybody. Cockaleeky. <laughs> what? Cockaleeky. Soup? It's from a tin. Bought it at Lipton's. None of your foreign muck. Uh, no, thank you. Where did the ground go? It's best not to look down. Oh, the air is marvellous, though, isn't it? Is it safe to do that? Do what? Pull down the window on a cable car. Oh, don't be such a milk toast. If you jump up and down at this end, you can swing it about, you know. Don't do that. Please. You're prone to giddiness, then? I am right now. Well, just keep looking up at the clouds and the mountain. What a mountain. It's snowing. Well, naturally, it wouldn't be Switzerland if it weren't snowing. Switzerland? Where the nuts go to. I'll shut this window, shall I? Oh, thank you. We're only half an hour or so away from the sanatorium. Oh, so I'm ill then, am I? Well, you might be, chum. I'm just going to see my old dad. I wonder if I have a ticket somewhere. Do you remember where I got on? Mm, not really. That's the thing about cable cars. You jump on, you go round. You could go round and round forever if you wanted to. 
Do you remember where you got off? Uh, not at all, Miss... Uh... Glasscock. Queenie Glasscock. And his missus, thanks to a man from the Herne Hill Velodrome. Oh, yes. Yes, well, it's a sorry story. We went to Hastings for the honeymoon. He abandoned me on the esplanade. Just cycled off. The blackguard. With his waxed moustache and sturmy archer internal gear hub. A blackguard's gear hub. Some girl on the team told me he was married already. Who to? To whom? To the woman who works at the comptometer at Lipton's. Current eyes and a face like a smacked bottom. Sounds like a lucky escape. Oh, look. I found a licorice all sort. Anyway, Danny said he was a rotter. Daddy always knows. He does? Oh, yes. Daddy's always one step ahead of the other player. It's the best place to be if you don't want to be checkmated. <laughs> ah, now, what does this say? How's your head? Mm-hmm. Much better. <laughs> I can almost read this. Good. How's your father? Much better. Considering... Considering what? Considering that he's quite, quite doolally. Oh, dear. Is there anything I can do? Why? Are you a doctor? I believe so. Or at least, that's what it says on this piece of paper. Professor Moriarty? How about that, eh? Who wrote that? He's not really what you'd call a funny person. Professor Moriarty met... Queen Geraldine of the Albanians... Beside the Zyder Z. The Zyder Z? Well, beggar me. He said to her... See how the pomegranates shimmer in the moonlight. She said to him... Not blooming lightly. They were married? In suspicious circumstances. And the consequences were... A monkey ate all their bananas. <laughs> <laughs> the bananas were your work, weren't they, Mrs. Knidl? I thought so. Wasn't that fun? Well, it did keep us all alive. For another half hour... So you're a doctor? Apparently. Is this a laundry list? Doctor, beige jacket, tank top, question mark umbrella. Clearly me, isn't it? Yes. Should you be worried? Not to a point. But I don't think we ought to let that concern us. I'll behave as if I remembered exactly why I'm on my way to a sanatorium. And all the details will come flooding back. I must say, you're taking this all very well. When your consciousness has been jiggered about with as much as mine, you learn to... Adapt? Probably. Funny thing is, Switzerland. Now, I know I'm suffering from memory loss, but that seems wrong to me. What do you mean? Well, whoever I am, I'm not the sort of person who says, let's go to Switzerland. It just sounds wrong coming out of my mouth. It does. I say, how about a trip to Vevey? Oh, the cantons are so lovely at this time of year. I do love the cheese with the holes. It's just not very me, is it? I mean, do you believe I like that sort of thing, Vevey, cantons? I mean, do you? I didn't even know the name of this place. Holbrook. And here we are. There's the cable car station, and there, up above it... What's so extraordinary about Holbrook Sanatorium? Well, it's the finest recuperative centre in Davos. Tip-top for anything pulmonary. Never heard of it. Oh, it's famous. If you need to expectorate into a kidney dish, then Holbrook is the place to do it. It's good for ennui, too. Or it used to be. Back in the good old days. What happened? Something involving the medical director and several thousand volts. Sounds more like a kill than a cure. Snuffed out Dr. Black like a threepenny candle. I think business has been a little depressed since. Like the patients? Like the ones that were left behind. Well, that's something anyway. 
something promising. An unexplained death on the top of a mountain. Something for me to get my teeth into. This is us? Yes, and only us. That's very frustrating. No chap to open the door. No chap to do anything. Allow me. There. Who stopped the mechanism, do you think? It must work by itself. Bring that hat box, will you? Yes, Mrs. Glasscock. Watch the step! Ah! Mind? They don't give you much time to get out, do they? No, which is odd. As we're the only passengers. Eh? Look. Now our car has shifted, you can see right down the cable. And all the other cars... They're empty. Quite empty. No shortage of chairs, but will this work with three people? Let's give it a try, Ludo. Righto. Down goes the needle. Oh, it's going to be mine! It's going to be mine! I'll go for it. Mrs. Kernidle, you got elbows on you, haven't you? Fair and square, Harry, you're out. Musical statues is more my fault, eh? Take away another chair. And... Off we go. Hey, what's that? Visitors, Ludo. My brother promised to visit this month. I wonder if Why he's... don't you answer it? Oh, no, I know that trick. Electrified door handle, me on the old carpet, spitting foam. No, thank you, matey. Don't be upset, Harry. The door handle isn't electrified. What rot. <laughs> Must be the knocker today. Our chums in the attic, I suppose. Play the game, Harry. So, shouldn't they be told? Them upstairs? You're right, Harry. Permit me. Pip, pip. So, we have a winner. Mrs. Kniddle, again. And there's a prize. Oh, yes. A little tin of biscuits. You'll share them, won't you, Mrs. K? Capital. And when we've all had one, we can administer first aid to our guests. Let's have some music, shall we? Hello? Can you hear me? Good oh. Thought you ought to know, chaps. Two more on the doormat. You haven't killed them, have you? Well, if you have any special instructions, just write them on a piece of paper and slide it under the... Oh! You have... Beige jacket, tank top, question mark umbrella. The doctor, eh? We have to play with him again. So, what is it this time? Let's have a look. Oh. But that will finish him off, won't it? You don't sound very sure. All right, chaps. I'll see what I can do. Though I feel obliged to inform you that there is no cue in electrocuting. Well, about time too. Can we help you, miss? This man needs medical help. Ludo is a doctor. Good. Look after him, then. Of course. And you? Are you any good at carrying things? Not bad. You can take my luggage inside, then. Let's get him in, too, shall we? Oh, yes. 
There's a cosy ottoman in the hallway. What happened to him? It was an electric shock. Here we are. Let's have that cushion, Harry, and shut the door too. There's a good chap. Some kind of static charge must have built up in the ether. Ether? Fiddlesticks. There's just something wrong with the wiring. And it's hard to believe that it wasn't done on purpose. Oh, really, Miss... Glasscock. And it's Mrs. Ah, hello. Feeling better, are we? Actually, I feel rather better than I did an hour ago. A side effect of the shock, perhaps. Queenie! Daddy! Daddy, my daddy! Oh, Queenie, it's so marvellous to see you. I thought once you were married... So did I! But then I went to Hastings. What happened in Hastings, my little humdum? The train was on time. The hotel was lovely. The towels were terribly soft. And the weather? It held out all week, which is more than you can say for the marriage. So, this is not your husband? I'm no blackguard. No, no, this is the doctor. He's here for amnesia. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, and who are you exactly? I am the deputy medical director, Ludovic Comfort... Director, since the sad loss of Dr. Black. Oh, Ludo, you're a grim old stick. Doctor, my name is Swapnel Khan. You've already met my daughter. And the man holding the hat box is Mr. Harry Randall. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Randall. Harry topped the bill at the Pench Empire, but then... The war, you know. I quite understand. Ah, and here's our fourth for bridge. Mrs. Elsa Kernidle, our resident pianist. How do you do? Uh, Mrs. Kernidle has not spoken since an undisclosed incident in a rowing boat on Lake Balaton in the summer of 1919. But I assure you that she comprehends all. I'm sure that you do, Mrs. Kernidle. Are you the only patient here? Almost, unless you count the pair in the isolation ward. But they were brought in... Uh, when was it, Harry? A month ago, was it? Sorry, I feel a bit old. Put that hat box down and have a seat, Harry. Tuesday week, and nobody's seen hide nor hair of them. I suppose it must be something contagious. They simply need rest, that's all. Where is the isolation wall? In the attic. Of course it is. Actually, it's time I looked in on them. Would you excuse me? Of course, Director. Well, that's up then. Case almost closed. What do you mean? These new patients hold the key to what's happening here. Mysterious people in attics always do. Bet my hat on it. You don't have a hat. No, so apart from my missing hat, that leaves just one more mystery to solve. Which is? What's the trouble with Harry? Open the door, please. Oh, come on, just open up. Don't give me that. I'm not Swapnel. You can't keep me out. Do you know, as I was coming upstairs, I saw the cable car started up again. Hadn't anticipated that. Do I have to break this door down? There is an axe here, you know. Thank you. I hope you've got a drink ready for me. Ludo! Ludo! What is it now? Just a moment! It's an emergency, Ludo. Well, shut the door, then. Do you want him to see you? Ludo, it's Harry. He needs your help. Ah, the usual, I suppose. Did you have that door open? Don't be preposterous, Swapnil. That would be an entirely illegal move. Uh, Loosen his tie. And throw me that cushion, Mrs. Canoodle. 
Would some soup be of any use? Yes, if the object was to choke him to death. So what's wrong with him? Epilepsy, perhaps? Perhaps. Right, we'll take over here. Thank you so much, Doctor, Mrs. Glasscock. Park the chair there, will you, Shrapnel? This thing could do the trouble for you. You've seen this before? Twice a week. He usually waits until after dinner, though. As soon as he's finished the nuts, over he goes. Oh, that looks better. It's all right, Harry. It's all right. Swapnel, would you help me lift him into the chair? <laughs> now, Mrs. Knigler, you usually push, don't you? Thank you. We'll be back in an hour or so. Did I do it again? You did, Harry. I'd like to come with you. I'd take a look out of the window if I were you. We have more visitors on the way. Go on, look. There's a magnificent view from the balcony. Come out. Come out and look, Doctor. He's right. About what? That little line of lights. The cable car is moving again. I wonder who it is. Mr. Can, where has the director taken Harry? To the treatment room, of course. And what kind of treatment will he receive? About 300 volts, I believe. What? Or 400. I'm not entirely sure. I never bothered to look at the dial. We'll see about that. All right, Mrs. Knittle. Tighten the straps, would you? It's no good, Ludo. I remember him. Beige jacket, question mark umbrella. He comes here every day and by tea time he's forgotten it all. But I'll keep remembering him, no matter what you do to me. I'd give the old jaw a rest if I were you. And the TARDIS too. The TARDIS, the, the peeling paint and the flashing light. The bone, Mrs. Knittle. Thank you. Bite on that, please, Harry. Stand back from the table, Mrs. Knittle. And there was another man too. A smiling man. Stop this right now, Director. First dose coming now. Turn off the machine! Can I ask for a second opinion, Doctor? <laughs> Turn it off! You kill him! Stand back, Doctor, for your own safety. <laughs> what was that device? I have the faintest idea. I just found it in my pocket and switched it on. Looks a bit like well, one of those things you use to check the pressure and tire. Doctor, you have no idea what you've done, have you? I simply made a medical intervention. You've destroyed our one hope of survival. Don't be ridiculous. All I did was prevent you causing irreparable damage to your patient's brain. I say, I say, I say. Where do sick bees go? I don't know. Where do sick bees go? To the hospital. This is quite beyond repair. That was the idea. You just don't know when to stop, do you? You just don't know when to let things alone. Perhaps I haven't stopped yet. I may have lost my grip of precisely who I am, but saving people from electrocution, that feels very me. So does, oh, let me think, uh, going up to the attic, perhaps? No, Doctor, I can't let you do that. Try stopping me. I met my wife in a tunnel of love. She was digging it. Mrs. Knittle. Go to my study and fetch a file of number 78 and a cloth. Now, please. You've been a lovely audience. Much better than last week. The lights of the Highbrook Sanatorium, like a string of diamonds on the neck of the mountain. Tarbert. Eh? Like a string of diamonds on the neck of the mountain, darling. Mm, mm, absolutely. What is this mean? Pastrami, Herbert Pastrami. Ain't a patch on the king's own arm. Your brother's up there, Herbert. Mm, what's left of him, the poor soul. And the doctor is there too. Mm. He was a little ahead of us today. 
He'll already have his fingers into everything. If you need a hero, then the doctor's your man. Unfortunately, that is precisely what we don't need. But how can we stop him this time? We've done it before. Cable car, sanatorium, electricity. You know how it goes. Yeah, but every round gets trickier and trickier. And nobody roots for us. They all love him so much. Who's welcomed warmly everywhere by stalwart men and ladies fair who to the children all is dear the doctor. Who gives the monsters such a shock? Who likes the sidekick in a frock? Who foils the gods of Ragnarok? The doctor. Do the whistle, girl. The old pneumothoracic whistle. He travels through the web of time. He roots out tyranny and crime. We'll cut him down before his prime. The doctor. Doctor! Doctor, stop what you're doing! You're a little wonder, aren't you? I'm keeping you. Look at this, Lido. It can burn through wood. I'll soon have this lock out. Doctor, stand back from that door. My patience, the contagion. I'm working on the right door, then. What I want is behind here, isn't it? You've already done so much damage. Mysteries must be solved. Locked doors must be unlocked. Something interesting behind here, and I'm going in. But, Doctor, I'm not please. waiting for the bodies to start piling up. I'm going straight to the top this time. Hey, Presto! You didn't open that door. They did. Who? Don't go in there, Doctor, for the sake of this mountain and everybody on it. Don't go in there! I'm sorry, Ludo. It's the only way. You'll regret it, Doctor! Clockwork? How quaint. Did you choose the decor yourself? And a robot, too. Is he yours? I'm surprised you don't want to talk. Because you both look terribly familiar. We've certainly met before. I can't place you. I know you. I know both of you. You might know us. But who are you? You funny little man. met before. I can't place you. I know you. I know both of you. You might know us. But who are you? You funny little man. I'm the doctor. And who are you exactly? We're here incognito. Isn't that so, darling? Absolutely, Bunty. Bunty? That's a funny sort of name, isn't it? It's a little comic. Oh, if you say so, old man. I do, old man. And what's his name? He's Bobo. Bobo? Bobo and Bunty? <laughs> I think you're beastly to laugh. We're not very well, do you see? That's why we're up here in the isolation ward. Hello, in there? Yes, we're sick, very sick. There's a doctor out there who wants your attention. Unless you prefer a second opinion from me. Hello? 
just to say that if you'd like me to help you out, I am equipped. Mrs. Knidl's with me too. All right, let him in. What about Mrs. Knidl? Her too. Are you sure about that? I think we can trust her to keep a secret. Ah, thank you. Everything tickety-boo in here? You look as if you've reached a kind of social impasse. Get us out of it then, Ludo. Doctor, may I present the Honourable Mr. Statterton and his wife... Statterton? <laughs> oh, this gets better and better. <laughs> Shh, not so loud. We're not really here. We don't want to be all over the gossip magazines. That's why they're in the attic, Doctor. Far away from the prying eyes of the tattler and the bystander. I never read the tattler unless I'm at the dentist. And I've not been to the dentist since 1881. What year is it now? 1926. Well, that's that. But, you know, I'm sure I've heard those names before. Bunty and Bobo Stetterton. And I know your faces, too. <laughs> but your faces and your names don't go together. You're not who you think you are. Perhaps I'm not who I think I am. Perhaps none of us is. Or perhaps you don't really think you are who you say you are. Well, perhaps... Smells like chloroform on your hand. I'm sorry. I said that smells like chloroform on your handkerchief, Ludo. Yes, it is. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Where have my knees gone? Oh, cheers, Ludo. I thought we'd never stop. Usually he struggles more than that. We can't keep on doing this to him. His biochemistry isn't like ours. It's not having the right effect. It's that or nothing now. He's destroyed the ECT machine. It's just one more night and one more day, Ludo. That'll be Lola and the other Randall twin. Midnight tomorrow, and we'll all be back home in our own beds. I hope you're right. We are, Ludo. I promise you, mate. It'll all look better by breakfast. Good morning, Herbert. How did you sleep? Well, I just put my head down on the pillow and shut my eyes. <laughs> me too, minor Honigblenschen. This will be the breakfast room, I suppose. The presence of breakfast would suggest so. Marvellous spread, isn't it? What do you fancy? See what the boys in the back room will have and tell them I'm having the same. That'll be a cup of coffee then, will it? Yeah, bitte. Good morning, Sir Chess Player. Oh. You must be the new arrivals. Who sorted you out last night? The, the director and a big-boned, taciturn Hungarian lady with a leather eye patch. Ah, Mrs. Kernedel. Yeah, that's the bird. We should introduce ourselves. Oh, well, we know who you are. You are the spit of him. Herbert Randall, I presume. Harris' brother. The other half of the Randall twins, the serio-comic funambulists. On the nose. Where is he, by the way? Harry, in his room. He had a rough old night of it. Take him up some breakfast, Harry. Here. Bacon and chanterelle and... Uh, how do you call this? Bubble and squeak. Yeah. Squabble and beak. And you, madam, are? This is Miss Lola Luna, doyen of the Weimar cabaret circuit. You ain't nobody in Berlin until she stuck a fishnet leg on your table in the whiskey bar and barked something seductive in your ear hole. She don't sing quite so often now, though, owing to the pneumothoracic tube poking out of her chest. Ach, nein, it is nothing. A little pipe to ease the pressure on my lungs, that is all. On a good day, I can whistle a tune through it. Intriguing, no? Even so, I'm terribly sorry to hear you've been unwell, Miss Luna. Ugh, drop it, Swapnil. You know perfectly well who I am. It's only the doctor who doesn't know. Where is he, by the way? He's sleeping something off too, I believe. Doctor? Hmm? Are you decent? 
I don't know. Question mark pyjamas, eh? Are they yours? Never seen them before in my life. Well, consider yourself fortunate. They didn't supply me with anything. And the noise kept me up all night. What noise? Rats, I imagine. How do you feel? Some of the cobwebs have been blown away. You're seeing things more clearly, then. I get knocked down, but I get up again. And every time they knock me down, I feel a little stronger. And I know a little more. That noise again! Rats in the wind, Scott, you say? I admit, it sounds like something... Doctor. Just a moment! Time to get up. Now. I'll hide under the bed. I don't think that's a very good day. <laughs> Morning! Feeling yourself, Doctor? Much better, Doctor. What's your name again? Ludovic Comfort. I'm the I know who you are. You're the man who stepped into Mr. Black's shoes while they were still sizzling. Breakfast. Excellent. I could eat your weight in muesli. <laughs> Breakfast was hours ago, Doctor. You're being summoned for the morning run. The morning what? A constitutional perambulation around the girdle of the mountain. Something to get the old ticker pounding. Is it obligatory? For patience, yes. I brought your running shoes. Mind the spikes as you put them on. Oh, I've brought a pair for you too, Mrs. Glasscock. Shall I just slide them under the bed? Much obliged, Director. Harry, I've some breakfast for you, old fella. There once was a bishop of Birmingham who... Um... Shall I put it on your bedside table? What did he do, that Bishop of Birmingham? We had the Purity League down on us when you recited that at the Bradford Alhambra. Why am I in bed? You'll be right as rain soon enough. We all will. I'm so tired, Herbie. I've not felt like this since... Try not to think about it. Have a drink of water. But wipers, Herbert. You sometimes had your water in a petrol can. Do you remember me telling you about Billy McVeigh? Sapper in the Royal Engineers, he could tell what kind of petrol had been in the can just from drinking the water. Harry, you know what's coming, don't you? Ludo put me in the machine again. For talking about that blue box, gave me the full whack. That's how they've been doing it, Herbie, to stop us remembering. I'd never fear, Harry. The mist's clearing. And then it'll be you and me together. Over the top, like it should have been in France. In Herefordshire, Hertfordshire and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly ever happen. Well, what's the use? He recognised us, didn't he? He knew we were. Oh, no way. When the professor's onto something, his nostrils flare and his eyebrows knit. Never happened last night. I hate this. Lying to him? Manipulating him? Yeah. Well, he's done it enough to us, hasn't he? Putting us through the mangler, setting us up. It just seems like a lost old guy. Like the sort who used to wander into A&E with the stuff in placky bags. Don't start feeling sorry for him, Hex. It doesn't help. I just don't like it, that's all. It's nasty. It's necessary. You're enjoying this, aren't you? What does the robot want? They're outside. Who? The Doctor and Queenie. And Lola. And Mrs Kniddle. Look on his little screen. What are they doing? About half a mile an hour. How do you find the pace, Mrs. Glasscock? Madam, I have bicycled from London to Brighton with only a brief pause in Croydon for macaroons and sarsaparilla. Bravo, Mrs. Glasscock. Mrs. Kniddle. Wunderbar. Doctor. Hey? Keeping up. They're just about. In fact, I've got an idea. Doctor, where are you going? 
care to run with me for a bit, Queenie? Why not? The town is this way, I suppose. That's right. But it's a dull little place. Boring, you know. I could cope with a little boredom. What I can't cope with is another electric shock. Come on, Queenie. Right behind you, Doctor. Don't see the point in running if you're not going anywhere. Running away from something, I can understand that. I do it all the time. Running towards something, that has its appeals too. But running around in circles... Uh... Mind you, sometimes the last thing you want to reach is the end. The end can be a dangerous place to be. I feel like a rat in a maze, Queenie. Every time I come within sniffing distance of a bit of cheese, someone clobbers me. Or electrifies you. Or whacks a shot of morphine into my bloodstream. Do people really come here to recuperate? This isn't happening to you too, is it, Queenie? No, no. Only you. Perhaps you deserve it, Doctor. Men are such beasts. Or perhaps someone is protecting you. Perhaps you have the get-out-of-jail-free card. Or one second prize in a beauty contest. What do you mean? Maybe I'm not a rat. Maybe I'm a dog. Or a top hat. Or a cuckoo clock. Oodles of those around here. Games, Queenie. Games. Thing is... I'm usually very good at them. Not as good as my old dad, I'd wager. He spent his youth in Rolpindy. All he had was a chess set, two linen suits, and his wits. He went from hill station to hill station, playing the memsabs every day. He never went hungry, never slept in a bed without a feather pillow. Maybe we're running in the wrong direction, then. Let's go and see him. Daddy, you mean? Yes, come on. They've given us the shoes... Let's put them to some use. Doctor! <sighs> the doctor's hit the deck. Jogged too far, has he? He slipped on something. A patch of ice, I suppose. No, something else. Something that was here before we arrived. Ah, oh, well. Maybe a smack on the head will buy us a bit more time. Oh, my God. Look at this. He's going to get a bit more than a smack on the head, then. Oh, well. They've got their running shoes on, haven't they? help you up. What was it this time? No wonder you slipped. What is it? A square cut into the ground. Like glass. With writing on it. You cause mm, something miss. Must be a message for you. I'm not a miss. Neither am I, Doctor. Let's find out what the missing word is. Oh. Mm. Oh. You cause an avalanche, miss. Oh, dear. They're wrong about your marital status, but... Oh! 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 Do you think we can outrun it? We'll have to try! Come on! Have you seen many avalanches that have broken this condition? It's just that I've never seen one do that before. Move like that. It's like a great, gross, soft... A tentacle. Unusual, yeah? This is the fact that it's only following the doctor. Perhaps this is how it all ends, Mrs. Cody. Perhaps this is how we all get back home. If the girls at the velodrome could see me now, tell her! Queenie, this avalanche could kill us both. Stop enjoying yourself. Oh, sorry, Doctor. You're quite right. Do we stand a chance? I think you do. What do you mean? That's not an ordinary avalanche. Watch what happens when I move away from you. Heavens, it's following you, Doctor. You cause an avalanche. Miss a turn. Oh, I see. Like snakes and ladders. I landed on that square. I've been penalised. 
worry too much, Hex. Look at the place where he slipped. It's on the robot screen. You can read what it says. You cause an avalanche, miss a turn. <laughs> Doesn't sound very terminal, does it? So where's he gone? Which channel is it? Twiddly's knobs. Doctor! Doctor, are you alright? <laughs> There's Queenie. Nothing wrong with her. <laughs> Blimey. You ever seen him do that before? Never had him down as a surfer, no. But where's it carrying on? Hello again, Doctor. Harry Herbert helped a man to his feet, brush the snow from his coat, and the broken glass, yes. What a mess. You must be a professional, Doctor. Stunt like that. Is my head still attached to my neck? Sledging, would you call that? Snowboarding, I'd say. I unscrewed the ground beneath my feet, and it wasn't the ground. It was a wooden board. This wooden board? There's writing on it. You ride down the mountain on a wave of snow. Move on two spaces. So where have I landed exactly? This is the ballroom, Doctor. Well, it used to be, until Swatnell requisitioned it. And redecorated it? Yes, Doctor. All my own work. What do you think? It's very modern. Oh, you've turned the room into a gigantic chessboard. And not much dancing goes on here anymore. Who's your opponent, Swapnil? Who do you play against? Myself. The others here are not chess people. They like gin rummy and checkers. What's wrong with gin rummy? What happened to the floorboards? Ah, burned them. Some of them, anyway. It, it gets cold up here, and I had to make the pattern stand out. Why are the black squares metal? Why not just paint the wood? So that I can play in the dark after lights out. You can feel the metal under your feet. The cold ones are black. The warm ones are white. I take it you have recovered now, Doctor, after your accident? Which one? I'm having them early. Avalanche. French windows. I pick myself up, brush myself down and start all over again. How did you make the pieces, Swapnil? They're hefty things. Ah, there I did have help. I carved them all myself. But Mrs. Kernniddle dragged the logs up the side of the mountain. A mate and two moves, I see. Poppycock. Yes, Luke. You don't need to be Capablanca to work it out. Losing your touch, Swapnil? Never. Yes, Luke, I'll show you. Let's bring this bishop down here. Oh, they're lighter than they look. To which I must respond by protecting my queen. To which the only illogical reply is bishop takes pawn. Checkmate! <laughs> oh! You've nobbled him, Swapnel. What did you do? I, I... I didn't do anything. There's that sound again. Like in the trenches, scratting about under the duckboards. Vermin, is it? Sounds to me as if it's escaped from its trap. Right, that settles it. Settles what happened. I'm off to my room. What for? To get my gun, old fella. 
Damn! Uh, ah! Oh, blast! Dr. Comfort, I need your help. Hey! Uh, why do you have a scarf tied over your eyes? They said it couldn't be done, and they were right. You can't play blind man's buff on your own. Still, interesting experiment. Oh, that's better. Hello, Mrs. Glasscock. I need your help. The doctor, he's been thrown down the mountain by an avalanche. He went right through a pair of French windows. Oh, so that's what the noise was. Never you fear. It's all been seen to my petal. The doctor is quite all right. Just having a little lie down in the director's study. Then I'd better go and see him. He's fast asleep. Don't worry. I'll go and look in on him. And if I have any concerns, I'll inform you immediately. He's a good man, Queenie. He's a lunatic, Daddy. When I came in here, he was playing blind man's buff on his own. Daddy, why don't we leave this dreadful place? If we go back to the cable car, maybe we can return to Davos. Book in somewhere there. No, my love, cannot be done. But what's happening here, Daddy? I hate to say this, because my father used to say it to me. But there are some questions that are better left unasked, my little fruit bat. What in heaven's name is that, Daddy? And that is one of them. Great Scott! There is two of them! That's the front door, Daddy. I'd best get it. Oh, it's you. What do you want? Fun, my Libling. Isn't that what Epic got wants? He's behind the wall in the hallway. But what's he trying to do? Find a way out. Well, at least we know we can't just kick through the plaster. But he's bound to show himself soon. And when he does, or when the doctor clocks him, and if the others see him too... It's all going to go mental. More mental. Okay, so let's cut off some of his escape routes. The cable car. I'll send the robot out to disable it. Ace, is this what it's like being the doctor? What do you mean? You know, being the one who knows what's going on, but can't say what it is. Being the one with the master plan and not know whether it's going to work out or send the universe down the plug hole. Hmm, maybe it is. How do you like it? It's doing my head in. What about a game of happy families? I think it's too late for that, Miss Luna. Nonsense! The cards are all here. Something to take our minds off it all. Mrs. Knittle sets them up. Let's sit down, shall we? It's following us from room to room. He. It's a him. You know him, don't you? I used to know him, but the electric shocks, you know. They cured me of all that. Did I ever know him, Daddy? No. I kept you out of it. He's moved again. He's behind the wainscot, by the door to the balcony. Come, let's play. <laughs> Mrs. Knittle, do you have Master Tape, the tailor's son? He's looking for a weak spot in the plasterwork. Who put him there? I did, and Ludo, and you too, Lola. Swapnil. And all the others. We brought him here to Halbrook, a safe, cold, lonely place. Swapnil, you must not remember. But who is he? I can't remember. Is it Dr. Black? Is that who it is? Dr. Black bricked up behind the wall, not dead, just hidden away. I mustn't remember. Otherwise, it's checkmate, so no more questions, Queenie. I've said too much. Yes, I think you have. What are you two talking about? Harry! I said, what are you talking about? I'd answer the question if I were you. Is that gun loaded, Harry? Hello? Queenie, don't. Hello? Can you hear me? I'm fed up of all this. 
I want some answers. One knock for yes, and two knocks for no. Don't talk to him, Queenie. Do you mean us any harm? Do you mean the doctor any harm? Stop that! He's replying to her. I'm warning you! My brother is pointing a gun in your direction, Queenie. Are you trying to get out? Can you get out? Be quiet, Queenie! Stop her, Harry. Oh, what was that? Harry, I think. <sighs> nice couch you've put me on. This is your consulting room, I take it? Correct. Oh. Tell me the worst, then. What are you? Jungian? Kleinian? Freudian, actually. I'm sure it's what Mother would have wanted. Mother was a patient of Charcot at the Salpetria in Paris. She performed her hysteria for him twice a day. The students went wild for her. She was the Sarah Bernhardt of mental pathology. Oh, fascinating. May I remind you, Doctor, that I am sitting in the alienist's chair and you are the one in the recumbent posture. Oh, do you mean you're the one who's asking the questions? Look, Doctor, whatever you may think, I'm not your enemy. I am trying to make things better. I believe that when I start feeling better. Do you remember how you came here? By cable car with Mrs. Queenie Glasgow. Recently married, but more recently jilted. A man from the Hernhill Velodrome. And he seemed so nice. I hope you're writing all of this down. What was that? What's your first memory of your parents? Perhaps we should deal with my friends first. What was that noise? Your friends? Ace. And the other one. Scouse lad. We were talking to them both last night. Only they were behaving rather strangely, like everyone else here. And that's because you're all part of a conspiracy. <laughs> really, Doctor, this is textbook paranoia. You'll be telling me next that people are staring at you on trams. I didn't come to Switzerland for my health, Doctor Comfort. I was lured here, wasn't I? I've put my foot in some sort of trap, and you're keeping me inside it with electric shocks and morphine. But it stopped working. I'm learning to resist. Do you think, Dr. Comfort, that there might be a rodent in your medicine cabinet? Rats love Switzerland. All the cheese, you know. And you lay poison for them, do you? Yes, we do. But they're clever little creatures, rats. They learn to ignore the bait. They learn that behind the wainscot there's no such thing as a free lunch. They learn to bite back. <laughs> Who's in the cabinet, Ludo? Nobody. It's not your mother, is it? No. Who then? A patient? I don't know. I heard the noise from time to time. I've never dared to look. Why? Doctor, the more you discover, the more you put us all in danger. <laughs> Ludo, in the past 15 hours or so, I've been caught up in an avalanche. I've been drugged. I've received two electric shocks of considerable ferocity. I want to know why. I'm going to open the cupboard. Please, Doctor... Get your hands off me, Ludo! Don't do it! <laughs> well... That isn't what I expected. No. Did you know this was here? No. You're not a friend of this little wooden man? No. You don't do a frontiloquist act as your party piece? No. Then why is he here? And who is he? Ludo. His name... It's just come into my head, like someone lifting a curtain. His mouth, Doctor. He's going to speak. Hello. Are you who I think you are? Are you the toy maker? The celestial toy maker? Duckle a gear. Doctor.
That isn't what I expected. No. Did you know this was here? No. You're not a friend of this little wooden man? No. You don't do a ventriloquist act as your party piece? No. Then why is he here? And who is he? Ludo. His name... It's just come into my head, like someone lifting a curtain. His mouth, Doctor. He's going to speak. Hello. Are you who I think you are? Are you the toy maker? The celestial toy maker? Duckle gear. Doctor. Did you, you do, do that? that? No. no. Certainly not. It was him. It. Uh, that little man. How can you be the celestial toy maker? You're just wood and paper mashy. Lost your tongue, have you? I've heard the name before. In a novel, perhaps? The Celestial Toymaker. Who is he? A, a sort of Fu Manchu? He's from the old times. A spirit of mischief from the infancy of the universe. I take it you're recovering from your aphasic episode, then? I know who I am, I know who he is, and I know who the people in the attic are. But who are you, Lulu? Who are you? And what are you all doing here? Before you blew up the machine, Doctor, I used to self-administer a little dose of electricity. Just before I went to bed each night, it cleared my head, allowed me to get a good night's sleep. I didn't get my medicine last night. By the end of today, I may be able to answer your question. Ludo, there's something else you should know about the toy maker. What? He likes games. So he's a, a jolly sort of chap, then, is he? If he wins. It's the same with all children, Doctor. Children tend not to kill their opponents if they beat them at snakes and ladders. Did it sound familiar? To you, Doctor, the voice? Why do you ask, Ludo? Well, for a moment, I wondered if it was... Queenie! Oh, bad luck, Mrs. Canoodle. Miss Luna, do you have Master Bun, the baker's son? I'm pleased to say that he is not among my buns. Harry, do you have Mrs. Dose, the doctor's wife? I do, sweetheart, and I must yield her. Feeling better, Harry? Now you've let off a bit of steam. I have a game to concentrate on, haven't I? I wonder if she's all right. Mrs. Glasscock, I mean. Don't think I went too far, do you? What do you think, Swapnil? You stood by and watched it happen? Yes, well, I had my reasons. I lost control for a moment and I said too much. And she asked too much. She would have endangered us all if someone hadn't stopped her. Herbert, do you have a doctor himself? Herdos? Not me, Miss Luna. I'm simply happy that she's out of the game. Where is she? For the moment, at least. Where is she? Fell out of the window, darling. Gazing at the moonlight on the snow, and out she tumbled. Swapnil, what's going on? I'm just trying to keep out of it, really, old chum. And to keep Queenie out of it, too. Let me pass, gentlemen. I need to get to that balcony. Harry! Herbert, stand aside. Let's get back to our game. <sighs> Thank you. Queenie! Queenie! Can you hear me? Doctor! Queenie, are you all right? I'm not dead, if that's what you mean, Doctor. Wonderful things, snowdrifts. Stay put, I'm coming to get you. Righto. Is the dear girl unhurt? No thanks to you, Swapnil. You must think me an irresponsible parent, Doctor. Discuss it with your analyst, Swapnil, not me. Mrs. Canoodle, you have Mr. Dose the Doctor. Put him on the table. 
where we can see him. Will you let me in, please? Evening, Ludo. The gloves are off. Someone's pushed Queenie out of the window. You were right, Hex. Things are starting to go mental. We're going to have a murder before tea. I fear you're right. The doctor's influence. He knows about someone named the Toy Maker. Oh yeah. He's the one behind all this, isn't he? Isn't he the Celestial Toy Maker? Well, he's like a puzzle in my head that's slowly being solved, like a crossword being filled in. Just don't think about it, Ludo. Does the doctor know about us? Does he know who we are? So he says. Okay. And where is this dummy now? It's in my consulting room. Let's have a deco. It's vanished. It must have gone for a walk. It could be anywhere in the clinic, watching us. Ludo. Come on, guys. We need an idea here. Something to distract the patients. How about uh, uh, a grand talent competition? Uh, singing, dancing, dramatic recitation. You know the kind of thing. Juggling. I know someone who likes juggling. Juggling. Why not? Participation compulsory. Cigars and muffins gratis. It might give us a bit more time. We need an MC. He. Master of ceremonies. A chair, yes, of course. Well, that's easy. You and her. That's a terrible idea. No, he's right. We've been hiding up here, avoiding awkward questions. Just think how freaked out everyone would be if Bunty and Bobo rose from their sick beds and came down from the attic and did cabaret. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't know what to do. We require uproar, singing and dancing, noise, anything that will stop them, stop us from thinking straight, and stop anyone getting too close a look at that ventriloquist doll. Right. Okay, Ludo, you go and tell everyone the good news, and me and my friend here. What? We're going after that dummy with an axe. Over here, Doctor. It's dark, isn't it? I can't quite. You see the heap of snow on the ground next to the rockery. Yes. That's me. I went in feet first. I'm up to my neck. <laughs> so you are. May I? Please do. Oh. Anything broken, Queenie? Only my sherry schooner. I was having a nice sweet one when someone gave me the old heave-ho. Who did? I'm not sure. Listen here, Doctor. Harry was taking pot shots at the plaster with his old service revolver. Why? Trying to hit the thing behind the wall. Did he get it? No. Harry ran out of bullets and it all seemed to be on the point of calming down. So I decided to have a drink. To steady my nerves, do you see? And as I fell, I felt the oddest sensation. Yes? Before I hit the ground, I could have sworn I'd just bounced off a large sheet of canvas. Is that important? I'm not sure. Do you think you could face going back up there, Queenie? Back to the clinic, to the games room? To the place where someone tried to kill me, you mean? Yes. It's just that I have some friends up in the attic. They're called Ace and Hex. And they owe me an apology.
Come on, come on! Put down your poker chips and your cribbage boards, everybody! What's this hell of a new old boy? Some of us are here for our nerves, you know. My God, it's like last orders of the Blue Angel. Mrs. Cunion, don't distress yourself. What's got into you, mate? Now, listen to me. He's supposed to be the same one, isn't he? Can anyone here do the sand dance or whistle the fright of the bumblebee? Come on, who's for a bit of fun? Well, uh... There's a treat for us all tonight. A grand talent competition in the ballroom. You can do anything you fancy, as long as it has star quality. What's it for, Ludo? Entertainment! And the therapeutic benefit will be enormous. Oh, yeah? Everyone gets a muffin, too. A muffin? Or a cigar. Hello, everybody. Queenie! Please don't inquire after my health, Daddy. It doesn't become you. Not in the light of your recent behaviour. Fair enough, Queenie. What would Mother say if she were here? Have we missed something? You look like you're about to take a vote. We all have to do a turn. Tonight, in the ballroom. It's a talent competition. A concert party. In these circumstances? With something nasty in the wainscot and patients running around with guns? That's just the point. It'll be calming. It'll be restorative. What do you do, Doctor? What's your speciality? Escapology. Good Lord, this is going to be embarrassing. No, no, no. This is just what I've been waiting for. A chance to shake the dust off my vocal cords. Ludo, I could kiss you all over. It's not that sort of show, Miss Luna. It's great to be out of the attic. Seems like years, doesn't it? Four weeks, Hex. Get a grip. Hear anything? No. Not behind the walls, anyway. Maybe you should put that axe somewhere out of sight. Yeah, in the piano. It might be putting them off. Oh, I suppose so. Very nice. I'm surprised Swapnil kept the piano. He got rid of everything else. He should be on DIY SOS. He's wasted here. Hey, pull up a rook. Hey, do you think he was as crazy as this before he came here? If you're a little bit bananas and you want to be a total Fruit Loop, Holbrook's the place to come. Oh, hang on, here he is. Well... Hello, Swapnil! In all my puff! We were just taking a look at your chessboard, old boy. Hope you don't mind. Bunty and Bobo Stetterton. But I don't have anything in. Not a solitary planter's peanut. We're not here for a drink, Swapnil, old boy. We're here to ask you a jolly old favour. Fire away, my dear. Both barrels. This chessboard? Built it with my own hands, Bunty. Whatever you say, Swapnil. Do you think you'd be able to up the voltage on the jolly old thing? Well, I don't know. It'd really help, you see, because the doctor smashed up the ECT equipment. And now, when anyone has a funny turn, there's nothing Ludo can do to... Calm them down? Mm, yeah. Yes. Give them a bit of peace from all their troubles. Well, I could have a bop at it, punty old girl. But there's this competition to rehearse for. Ludo's very insistent, you know. The talent show. I'm sure he wouldn't mind you concentrating on this for a bit. It's what we all need. Very well. I shall devote the next hour to electrical jiggery-pokery. But after that, well, Queenie and I need time to prepare. You can't be slack if you are aiming to perform the Indian rope trick. 
The Indian rope tree? Yes, and a spot of fire-eating, too. Who's doing that? Not Queenie. Yes, Queenie. You can't have the Indian rope trick without fire-eating. That would be like Henley Ragetta without... Enter! There you are, my dear. Did you get it? Of course I did. A whole gallon of Mr. Esso's best. But don't think I've forgiven you, Daddy. If you go up in flames, I'm not jumping on the pyre. Of course not, my love. That's your business. Not playing anything, Harry. I think this is the first time I've been in the games room and found nothing in progress. Well, I fancied a read of my paper. Where have you been, Doctor? I've just been up to the attic, Harry. But it seems to be empty. You don't know anything about that, do you? Nothing, Doctor. You haven't seen a woman and a man in evening dress pretending to be members of the Upper Ten Thousand? No. I know them as Ace and Hags. But someone has convinced them that they're Bunty and Bobo Stetterton. And I think I know who. Oh, yes, I've seen them, Doctor. See them every day. Where? Here, in the Tatler. Mr. and Mrs. Bunty and Bobo Stetterton setting out from Curzon Street to lunch with Lady Seafield, fresh from their triumph at the Cresta Run. She's got lovely pearls, hasn't she? Bunty Stetterton remarked that everyone's getting married, which were narrowed down meant two of her cousins, Lady Stella Howard and Lady Moira Twisden. Stone me. I wonder what the poor people are doing. I wonder what Ace and Hex are doing. What do you mean? This isn't a picture of them. Do you mean... This lot in the magazine are imposters? What's this? You're doodling in the margin. I'm not sure I should talk about that. Ludo wouldn't like it. Ludo isn't here? Yes, but... So what is it? I don't know. I see it sometimes when I don't try to see it. At the edge of my field of vision. It's made of wood. It's painted blue. Scotland Yard blue. What else? It has a yellow lamp on the top. And there's a sound that goes with it. A, a scraping sound. What's it called, Harry? It has a name, doesn't it? No. But what did he do with it? Who? The Toy Maker. It must be the Toy Maker. He must have stolen it. Stolen what? The TARDIS. It's where I live. It's my home. He stole it once before. Led me a merry dance. But that wasn't his world. And we're on Earth. It's funny you talking about a Toy Maker. I fancy I've met him on the halls. He's a hyperdimensional being. He has a whole sliver of reality to himself. He sometimes sneaks out of it to kidnap his players. But he can't survive for long beyond his domain. Those were the rules laid down in the childhood of the universe. So how could the toy maker be in Switzerland? Maybe we'll find out at tonight's show. <coughs> Listen, did you hear that? Yes, I did. <coughs> He's in this room with us. Sitting in the armchair on the other side of the billiard table. He's been here all the time. I mustn't look at him, Doctor. I mustn't. Close your eyes, then. Stick your fingers in your ears, too, if that helps. Good evening. So comfortable, these chairs. Horsehair, are they? Now, who's for a round of hangman? Yeah. 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 That's not straight. Yeah. 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 
How's it sounding, Mrs. Kinnett? I know. The cold must have got into the strings. It'll do. I think that'll hold. A good show is like a good shower. It can be pretty embarrassing without a curtain. Oh. <laughs> oh, everybody here, yeah? Harry and Herbert, Mrs. Canniddle, Swapnil and Queenie, Ludo. Where are the guests of honour, Ludo? Uh, waiting in the wings. All we need now is just... Doctor! There you are! Oh, let me give you a hand with that, Doctor. Oh, thank you, yes. Over there will do. You'll be escaping from this box tonight, then. Wait and see, Herbert. Now, let's put it at the side of the stage. All right. I need a word with you, Doctor. Let's sit together, then. Uh, we're all here, so I think we can begin, then. Mrs. Canniddle... Yeah, thank you, Mrs. Canniddle, thank you. <clears throat> it's time for me to introduce you to the golden couple who will act as our compares for tonight. You've read about them in the press. It's the Honourable Mr. and Mrs. Bunty and Bobo Stetterton! At last! Thank you, Ludo. It's Great to be here, isn't it, Bobo? Indeed it is, Bunty. Finally, down here among the good people of Harlbrook. Good, are you? Completely. I doubt it, Hex. He's more powerful than you think. Once you're playing with him, he can get into your mind, make you forget yourself. We have a packed program of entertainment for you tonight. I know I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. I'm looking forward to setting you free from whatever form of mind control you're under, Bobo. Doctor, yes. Lola's on first. When she does her turn, I'm going to slip away. I wouldn't advise it. You saw what happened last time. Promise not to give me away. I knew you wouldn't let me down. Bertolt Breck once drank champagne from her shoe. Boy, did he have a hangover in the morning. And what did she think of Bertolt, you're asking? She thought he was vile. Which was rather embarrassing for Mrs. Vile. I wrote this, you know. Yeah, I can tell. She's two acts in one. The unforgettable voice and the unforgettable whistle. Achieved with the pneumothoracic tube implanted in a poor old tubercular chest. She's the toast of the Weimar Cabaret. She is Miss Lola Luna. And her accompanist, Mrs. Elsa Kniddle. started with a serpent and an apple and look at the fruit salad we're all in now and still the game goes on I've known a few ladders I've known a few snakes I can separate the villains from a pack of fakes but the card shops ain't so sharp now of that I have no doubt my lucky streak has left me now, I'm all played out. So throw the dice again, Charlie, spread the wheel of chance. Try 
your luck again, Johnny, in the game of romance. Come on! Open, can't you? Can I be of any help, Mrs. Glasscock? Oh, no, no, thank you. I was just... Running out of the front door in the middle of Miss Luna's act? I need a little air, that's all. Do you know how cold it is out there? I wasn't planning on spending all night out there, Mrs. Snetterton. Stetterton. Is it? I think you should return to the ballroom. You'll disappoint the other patients. I'm not a patient here. I'm a visitor. So if I want to go sledging in my pyjamas at three in the morning, there's nothing you can do to stop me. Night night. I'll have a losing hand, baby, until I pick up you. My luck has run out here. Time for me to leave you at the mercy of two expert players. They, of course, are Mr. Harry and Herbert Randall, the serial comic funambulists. Evening all. Cold up here, isn't it? I said it's cold up here, isn't it? Yes. It's got to them already, Herbert. The frostbite. What's that you say? Frostbite. Hmm. What's that you're reading, old chum? Oh, it's a racy number, Harry. It's strong meat. What's it about? Oh, it's peppery. Who's in it? Well, there's this girl, Harry. And what's she doing, this a girl? Nothing you could ask your woman what does to do. My child? Yeah, you look like you need to sit down. <laughs> oh, they're very good, aren't they, Swatmill? If you like this sort of low cockney humour. So, is she a bad and this girl? Oh, she's a teller, she is. But he likes it. This boy in the story, he likes it. What kind of story is it? It's a tale of love. And where does the story lie? Paris, I suppose. No. On the moors, Harry. On the North Yorkshire moors. And what's it called? Venus in Thirsk. Venus in Thirsk? In all her natural glory. Picturesque? Oh, from up there you can see five counties. I wouldn't know where to look. What are they talking about? I haven't the faintest notion. I thought you boys were tumblers. We are, miss. He's our fault. And he's half empty. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a few chords, Mrs. Gniddle. Let's roll out the barrels. To you, Herbert. To you, Harry. Oh. I didn't know how he could jump like that. My God, that is so agile. Bravo! Oh. Extraordinary! Our next act is, as they say in jolly old mill towns, Flaming Marvellous. May I present Mrs. Queenie Glasscock? The female Prometheus. Where is she? What's happened to her? Never fear, everybody. Please take your seat, sir. I have another idea. Let me entertain you. Queenie! Queenie, stop! Not likely. I know what you're planning. The cable car won't work. It's been sabotaged. And anyway, it doesn't go to Davos. It'll just bring you back here. I'm not planning to go to Davos. I hate Davos. Then what are you up to? 
Well, that's between me and the contents of this carpet bag. Obliging, aren't they? You just stand near it and it all starts up. Don't get on it, Queenie. What happened to your Odin vows, Mrs. Stetterton? Just don't get on it. Too late! I'm coming to get you out of there, Queenie! You're insane! Insane enough to jump into a moving cable car, yeah. Particularly as I asked the robot to put the man of action. Maybe he just forgot. There was a girl like you on the bicycling team. Mad Fanny, we called her. Calves like flitches of bacon. No sense of danger. Let's have a look in the bag, Queenie. Come on. All right. Hey, that's a Molotov cocktail. A firebomb, I think you mean. Yeah, but what are you going to do with it? Burn down the sky, of course. You may be wondering, ladies and gentlemen, what lurks inside my trunk. Take it easy, Doctor. All of you are being kept here against your will. Swapnu, Mrs. Kniddle, Harry, Herbert, Lola, Uhex, and Quinny and Ace, too, whatever they are. Please, just for once in your life, leave it alone. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Should I keep quiet or open the box? Keep quiet, please. Open the box. Thank you, Miss Luna. Don't do it, Doctor. Don't you comfort. I'd almost forgotten that you were here. Having fun? We want to see what's inside, don't we, Herbert? We do, Harry. What about you, Swapnil? Oh, I don't know. It's, it's just a box. The box, I agree, is nothing special. It's what's inside that car. What the blazes is that, Herbert? It's a mechanical man. Glad you could make it. What do you think, little robot? Open the box. Very well. You don't know what you're doing, Doctor. Allow me to introduce an old enemy. A dummy. A fence dummy. Oh, oh, Lord, it's happening. I'm remembering him. I'm finally remembering him. I'll remember him too. The toy maker. The celestial toy maker. He brought us to his world. And he made us play games. So many games. Things we'd never heard of. We challenged him to play all those games simultaneously. Slaves against a master. We did for him, didn't we, Herbert? The old Chinese Mandarin. I remember our moment of victory. We overpowered him together. He threw up his hands in horror, and the playing cards blew up around him like Alice in Wonderland. And after it was over, he turned into that doll. He was a Mandarin. So we divided him into segments, and each ate one up. We each held a little piece of him in our heads, and we come back here to recover, didn't we, Harry? We came here to Harbrook, my alma mater, and we used the ECT machine to keep him confined in our unconscious minds, because if we couldn't remember he was there... Then he couldn't escape! Why couldn't I remember this yesterday? You beat the toy maker. And we would keep him in his place, keep him beaten until he was no more. A bunch of humans beat the toy maker and brought him home to Earth in pieces. It's ridiculous. It's impossible. Impossible, yes, on our own, but we had help, Doctor. Help from whom? From you, Doctor. From me? And from your friends, Mr. and Mrs. Stetterton. From Hex and Ace. You've really stuffed this one up, Doctor. Hex, what's happening? All we needed was a couple more hours and the toy maker would have withered away. It was your plan, Doctor. You set all this up. A hundred games at once, just like you always do. So go on, tell us, what do we do now? I don't know. I've played against myself. And lost, Doctor.
Tom. Ah, so you found your voice again, have you? You found someone's voice, certainly. Pull back the curtain, Mrs. Knidl. All of you, look out of the window. The cable car. It's moving. It can't be moving. Me and Ace had it shut down. Who's on board? Queenie. It must be Queenie. Yes, I suppose it must be. Not only her, the Honourable Mrs. Gunty Stetterton also. Oh, my God. A string of diamonds across the neck of the mountain. I wonder what would happen if that string were to snap. Burning stuff never achieved anything, Queenie. Trust me on this. We'll see. All your firebomb's gonna do is melt some snow. It won't help any of the others. It won't help your dad. Not like you've been helping him with electric shocks. What a beauty. Out of the window you must go. Oh, what happened to the lights? Shall I strike a match? No! Don't strike anything. This could be very bad. What's happening? That robot must have done what we asked it to. It's the cable! It's going to... Queenie and the other one are they. What did you do? Nothing. But they're out of the game, all the same. Out of the game. Permanently. What did you do? Nothing. But they're out of the game, all the same. Out of the game. Permanently. <laughs> oh no! We're not going through this again! I spent ten years trapped in your domain, Toymaker. A decade of electric shock, tiddlywinks, and poison-tipped pin-the-tail-on-the-donkey. Do you think I could go back to that madness? <laughs> Put the dummy down, Ludo! Absolutely not! A funny thing happened to me on the way to the ballroom. I noticed there was an axe inside the piano. Mrs. Knittle, pass it to me, please. Looks good and sharp. And we were running low on firewood. Little stop! You can't just chop him up. Here we go. Three, two... Ludo, oh, darling, what is wrong? My voice a direct attack on a fellow player is against the rules, Ludo. Doctor? Yes. The dummy has stolen his voice. No! No more of the madness! So you feel the blow, not me. And restore to me what 
is rightfully mine! What? What just happened? Ludo broke the rules and forfeited his place in the game. Now he's just a little wooden alienist. <laughs> Mrs. Knittle, put him in the box, please. Lose against me, and I take back what you stole. A little gobbit of my consciousness. How many do you have now? How many pieces of pie? Just Ludo's share? Queenie? Mrs. Glasscock to you. You knew that would happen, didn't you? I was more or less certain. I felt the car bounce. How totally weird. We need to walk back now. Across the sky! The door still works then. Oh. Oh. Well, there's the cable. What's left of it? We can only have been a foot off the ground. Except that this isn't the ground. No, it's canvas. Painted canvas. Lovely job, though, isn't it? Even from the window, it looked real. There's a light up ahead. What is it? That's your Molotov cocktail burning up the canvas. What happened to you, Toymaker? You used to be much taller. I concede it. All my opponents, loser after loser after loser, were turned into dolls and packed away in my toy box. And then I lost. And now my eyes are two glass beads strung on a wire. My legs are pieces of wood with a hinge where my hypodimensional knee should be. And yet I know your desires and I can satisfy them. Miss Luna? Yes? There's a little piece of me in you, Miss Luna. And it's stirring up such thoughts, isn't it? You'd like the doctors to pluck that pneumothoracic tube from your adult lung. You'd like to hit all the high notes in Lily Marlena and to sing again in your own little club. It would be divine. And you can have it. You can have it all if you play along. Here's what I intend. You will take on each other in games of my choosing. And when we have one victor, one winner, one player triumphant, yeah. I will sit on their knee and give them what they want. Don't listen to him, Lola. He's only made of wood. Miss Luna, who do you choose as your first opponent? I choose Mrs. Canidle. Sorry, Elsa. And I choose the game. You'll have to give me a moment to conjure up the hardware. My psychosynthetic powers are not what they once were. Hang on loose and we'll be back in a deuce! What's that? A game show set, been condensed from the ether. And our cue to slip away, Mr. Schofield. Let's go up to your little hidey hole in the attic. Now that's what I call a scene change. <laughs> <laughs>
Isn't he noticed that? The doctor and his chunky young friend, of course I did. But the doctor's not in this round, so let's play! Easy one, this. I'm going to pose a question based on one of our surveys. All you have to do is answer it. Miss Luna, I believe you won the toss. I did. Then you can begin. We asked 100 teachers, has a pupil ever given you an apple? Miss Luna, how many said yes? Um... <laughs> how many of the teachers we surveyed said they had been in receipt of that most attractive fruit? Uh, 24. 24! Now, Mrs. Knittel, is the true answer higher or lower? What do you think there, boys? Higher. Lower. Higher. Thanks, boys. Mrs. Knittel, just point up or down. There's a lot. Higher, you say? Let's see, shall we? Robot, reveal the legend! It was lower. The actual number of teachers who said they'd received this juicy little gift was 15. So, Mrs. Knittel, that means that you get the first electric shock. 200 volts! And still she remains silent, but will she stay that way? Because there's another shock on the way. Miss Luna, will the next voltage be higher or lower? Lower. 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 Higher. Definitely higher. Let's give it a whirl. You were right. 500 volts. It's killed her. Not yet. Higher or lower, Miss Luna? Higher. A little doll. Put her in the toy box, Swaffner. I think we have a winner. Miss Luna, I'm going to sit on your knee. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? So, Mr. Schofield, tell me what I've missed. You're unbelievable sometimes, you know that. Tell me what happened. Now perhaps we can get back to the ballroom and stop any more of it happening. You had it all worked out, didn't you? New identities to stop all the patients remembering us. Bringing the toy maker back to the clinic and keeping everybody in the dark long enough for his powers to fail. The toy maker can't survive for long outside his world. It might have worked. And it did work. The toy maker pulled the TARDIS into his world and forced us to play his games. But we organised a revolution. We all played against him and the toy maker lost. His body turned into a toy, just like one of his victims. But how did we get the toy maker to Earth? That was easy. We just clicked our fingers, like he does, used a little bit of that power. Who clicked the fingers? Ludo did. It was his idea to use the clinic as a hiding place, a place where a bit of craziness wouldn't be noticed. So everyone has a splinter of the toy maker lodged in his or her mind. I can feel him in my head scattering about, a rat and skull. No wonder they're all nuts. But he's not in you or in Ace, is he? No. You put us in charge to make sure you all got your juice so you wouldn't remember. So we could keep track of the time until all those pieces of the toy maker just broke down. That was plan A. But now he's sticking himself back together. What about Queenie? What about her? I think she exists outside this too. I don't know about her. Can I smell burning? Yeah, open the skylight. It's the sky, Hex. It's on fire. Looks a picture, doesn't it? 
The clouds peeling away from the air. The world is just one big cyclorama. We're not really on a mountain at all. It's like a stage set. A huge sheet of canvas. A huge sheet of burning canvas. What does it all mean? What do you think, Lola? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm a little distracted. Mrs. Knittel has turned into a drummond doll and there's a little wooden man sitting on my knee. You've inherited Mrs. Knittel's share of my power, Miss Luna. How does it feel? Interesting. Just imagine, Lola, what it would be like to hold all the cards. Exhilarating, darling, I suspect. Little dummy, isn't the burning sky a more pressing problem? I don't think so. Now, Harry and Herbert. Yes? You're in with a chance as we play What's My Punchline? Fingers on buzzers, please. I wouldn't say my mother-in-law was sat, but... Harry? She has a dysfunction of the pituitary gland. Sorry, Harry. Do you know it, Miss Luna? Actually, I think I do. Oh, what's causing it? Some kind of gas, maybe? No, the sky's not the sky. The sky is canvas. We didn't move at all, did we? When Ludo clicked his fingers, it never worked. No, this is still his celestial toy room. So, out there, beyond that fire, there's just white. The Toymaker's world is one of infinite possibilities, an empty dimension in which his will can fashion matter from nothingness. So we didn't whisk us all to Earth. He just recreated the clinic inside the Toymaker's world. The whole dimension reconfigured into one building and its ground. Well, how could Ludo do all that on his own? He didn't. I'm responsible for some of it. Or my unconscious is. This is one of my own traps. I just don't know how it works. It works on electricity. Once all this was set up, we settled into the routine. Me and Ace stayed in the attic. Ludo made sure everybody got enough faults to keep them ignorant. And every day, you and Queenie would come in on that cable car. Every day, Herbert and Lola would do the same. Then you and Queenie would try and solve the mystery of who killed Dr. Black. And who did kill Dr. Black? Nobody. You were Dr. Black. In the treatment room with the ECT machine, giving yourself convulsions until your memory was blank. Every day you came, worked a bit out, and then had it wiped away by the machine. Then we struck you back on the cable car and waited for you to arrive again. Hex, there's someone out there in the snow, running away from the fire. Who is it? It's Queenie. It's Queenie Glasscock and Ace. Oh, we better go down and meet them. Absolutely. Perhaps they have a plan B. I wouldn't say this town was small, but the... Road signs are back to back. Who won the Irish woodcutting competition? Three fellows from Dublin. Didn't she do well? Now, Harry and Herbert, what happened? Those were your own jokes. That was your own material. And we've all been here long enough for Miss Lola to learn it all. Lovely timing, dear. They'd love her at the Glasgow Empire, wouldn't they? A funny German. A novelty act. Herbert, you didn't even try. Don't worry, Lola. It's not such a tragedy. You see, in 1914, I joined up. Went to France. Oh, I was dead patriotic in those days. Not like my brother. Got the white feathers. So then I went to be with my brother. And it was hell. We're twins, Miss Luna. But we're not alike in every way. You see, on my first leave back in Blighty, I met a doctor in a room in the Regent Palace Hotel. He had a little syringe. Synovitis. One little prick and it was all over. The Great War. Unfit for service. You've given us a second chance. A chance to go over the top together. Old comics never die, do they? Nah. 
we just fade away. What is that? Ah, I was wondering when she'd turn up. I knew she was locked away inside someone's head. Clever trick, that. Though I've seen it done before. Poor Harry. Wasn't really the man for the job, was he? Ace! Queenie, this way. You'll be fine once you've reached the snow. Nice piece of work, isn't it? A cyclorama around a building with a mountain peak. Some sky, some trees, some snow. There won't be much left soon. Finished wrecking everything, have you? Drop it, Ace. You're the one who set fire to the sky. That was me, actually, Doctor. Well, whoever it was, it's revealed something very useful. What? That you've screwed everything up? That we are not in Switzerland. We are not even in the Alps. That we've all failed. That this trap for the Toymaker has been turned into a trap for us. If it was ever ours to set. But the Toymaker lost. We saw it. Playing cards everywhere and him doing Jolsonans. We saw him break into pieces. So what's his game? Daddy would know. Your daddy watched someone push you off the games room balcony and played a game of happy families. I know. But I'm here, aren't I? For the moment. But maybe none of us will be. After our next move. Right. Hex, Ace, Queenie. You want to hear Plan B? I'm afraid it's terribly dangerous. What should I do with these, Toymaker? Put them in the box with the other toy soldiers. Poor little boys. I'll look after you. Put you out on Armistice Day. How do you feel now, Lola? All right, I suppose. Cheer up, Lola. Think what you'll be able to do when you've won. Someone's coming through the French windows. Doctor! Hello, everyone. I see you've brought back the TARDIS. Inside Harry's mind, wasn't it? What a party trick. How permeable everybody's head is here. Queenie, where have you been? Setting fire to the sky, Father. I just struck a match and up it went. Can you smell the burning paint? It was all a trick. We're not in Switzerland at all. Yes, I worked it all out. We're still in the celestial toy room, and I claim my prize. What prize? The right to play the next game. But it was Queenie who worked it out. Uh, well, yes. The reward is hers. Are you sure, Daddy? Very well. You will play Miss Lola. No, I forbid it. Now do stop it. What about a round of... Sudden death. A actually, we were hoping for something a little more protracted. How do you play? You stand there, Miss Luna, and you, Mrs. Glasscock, you stand there, either side of my little robot, who will then start the clock. And we listen to this. The sound of your heart beating. The Tin Man has a heart? No. That's yours, Mrs. Glasscock. Oh. And that, Miss Luna, is yours. But what's the game? The winner is the person with the slowest heartbeat. All you have to do is relax, and the prize is yours. Relax? In this situation? Look, Toymaker, why don't you let me do this? I have two hearts. Much more interesting. But not fair. And the contest must be fair. 
Who is it? It's Mrs. Glasscock. Which means for you, Miss Luna, it's sudden death. Toymaker, no! How can this be fair, Toymaker? Lola has a lung condition. Give us a song as you go while I sit on Mrs. Glasscock's knee. No! You don't have a choice, dear. Whistle! I'm so lonely, my darling. Can't you see it in my eyes? Got the cards. Let me be the prize! It seems I'm the new winner. Oh, this is strange. It's as if my senses have been suddenly sharpened, like... Like being well again after a period of illness? Yes, exactly. Let's put Lola in the box, shall we? Thank you. So, Queenie, whom do you challenge now? Choose me, Queenie, and we could still make this work. I choose you, Daddy. It's only right. And the game? There is only one choice. Chess. What's the matter with your metal friend, little dummy? Someone's in the attic, attacking the robot's power supply. That'll be Ace and Hex. Oh, dear, Toymaker. I don't suppose you're quite powerful enough to be in two places at once. No need, Doctor. They will not succeed. Before they can do any serious damage, the robot will have reached them, and then they will wish they had played by the rules. It's no good just pressing the buttons. We need to start hitting this with something. Break it properly. What about hitting it with this? A baseball bat. Why not? Baseball's a sport, not a game. <sighs> this computer bank is hard as a rock. That bat, Hex. Let me have a look at it. Why, what are you going to do? Just look at it. Do we really have time for this? Hex, this is my bat. My bat from school. The stickers on the handle, I put those there. If the Doctor and Ludo created this world together, what's this doing here? Neither of them have ever seen it. I just thought of something horrible. What? What if the Doctor's wrong? And we're not outside the game? What if the toy maker's in our heads too? What have we helped to create this world? Maybe that's not such a horrible thought. Maybe that means we can play a little game of our own. Your chessmen are lovely works, Wapner. They really are. Thank you. I carved them all myself. Daddy, this is the right thing to do, isn't it? I don't want to be responsible for anything gruesome. No, Queenie. Really, it's fine. Toymaker, how is Queenie going to play this game with you sitting on her knee? I shall sit here on the umpire's chair. Queenie, put me in position, would you? Could you feel a little vulnerable up there? Not at all. Queenie now controls what once belonged to Mrs. Knittle, to Harry, Herbert and Lola. If she wins this game, well, she'll go up to a whole new level. And I'll go with her. Now, Queenie, I'm thinking Nuremberg 1906. Spielmann's opening move against Preshbjorka. Pawn to E4. Yes. To begin a game by exposing the king... Not an opening gambit that I would favor. I'll bring my pawn forward to meet yours, Daddy. 
And out comes your bishop, eh, Swapnil? That's right. And here comes my queen's bishop to meet it. Are two bishops enough for a synod, do you think? He's almost through. Okay. Paper, pencils, that's all we need. I'll draw a grid. Oh, I hope you're right about this. Just do it! You're going to be noughts or crosses. Oh, I don't care. If no noughts. Right. Go on, then. He's in. Keep playing, Hex. There, it's yours. It's going to shoot us, Ace. Hex, I, I feel really weird. I mean, really, really weird. It was terrible weather that year in Nuremberg. Rained all week. Mate in 26, wasn't it? You put me on your shoulders so I could see the final moves. That was wonderful. Not for the man sitting behind us. White Knight takes Black Bishop. And my pawn moves in for the kill. A foot soldier topples a knight. Were you there, Doctor? That day in Nuremberg? I was supposed to be. The train was delayed. Anarchist on the line at Baden-Baden. Were you there, Toymaker? I think I was, gazing down from here. I haven't yet won that memory back, but it will come. I'll have control of all my powers of conjuration and transportation to be anywhere I desire, to have anything I want. Why did you give up your powers? I wanted to feel what it was like to lose, just for a little while. And how does it feel? Ghastly. So now I'm cashing in my chips. Here comes the White Queen, my love, to take your bishop. The rules must be obeyed, Father. My pawn must now take your bishop. F4. These two are playing to save each other. From me. I win whatever the outcome. Your bishop now threatens my king, so I must take that bishop. There goes the clergy. Good riddance to them. Do you remember what you said when you were lifting me down, Daddy? No, my love. That game, you said, was a lesson in the art of sacrifice. The lesson you're learning now, Mrs. Glasscock. Mate in three, I think. He's right, Queenie. You've won, Swapnel. But play the moves through. I will have my sport. That's the beauty of chess, isn't it, Toymaker? There can only be one conclusion to this game. Swapnil has won! And yet, he's not quite the victor until the last move has been played and Queenie has conceded that her king is dead. In those moments, who knows what might happen? Nothing, Doctor. It's time for Queenie to remove herself from the board and for me to take my place by Swapnil's side. And share in his victory. What was that? Ace and Hex, dealing with your robot friend. Now Swapnil has won, I can retrieve the last pieces of myself from your minds. They cannot defeat me! No, but the game isn't over. Who controls your powers now? Queenie? Swapnil? You? I think that between them, your two players could easily make a tiny but important change to this world. Like what, Doctor? Like flicking the switch that electrifies the chessboard. Now, Toymaker, we must both stand still or perish. 
Wood and flesh, they both burn. Do either of us dare to make the final move? Right, you lot. A pleasure to see you, Ace. Hex. We know how it works now. All it took was a game of noughts and crosses, and I got Hex's slice of toy maker. Out of his head, and into mine. You lost then, Hex. Don't I know it? Feel awful. But you're not a little wooden doll. So, what do we do about the dummy? You don't need to do anything. They vanished. Right out of it. Where's Swapnil? I- I'm the toy maker. Just where they were, and where I think they will always be. It's we who have moved. Moved? By Swapnil Can. He had control of the toy maker's powers just for a moment. That was all he required. We're in Switzerland. The mountains are back. The, the sky is back. And how do you feel, Ace? Uh, fine. Normal. It's gone, hasn't it? Mrs. Glasscock? Ah, unorderly. Don't worry, nothing's wrong. She's asleep. Don't wake her up. Visiting time is over, you know. Sorry, yes, uh, we were just going. Weren't we, Ace? Hex? Is that your box? No, that's Queenie's. What about the one in the ballroom? Dirty great blue thing. Oh, yeah, that's ours. We'll collect it on our way out. It's snowing again? (laughs) It never does anything else in this place. We're cut off from the real world up here. Nothing can touch us. And the air is always clean. Yes, you're right. Holbrook's the place to get well. We'll be leaving on the morning train. What about Queenie? I'll pop in and see our friend again before we go. Put things right. Quiet, isn't it? That's how it will stay, since you won't play. I will not break my resolve. How long will the electricity last, do you think? A thousand billion years, two thousand billion, perhaps. You're better placed to say than I. Oh, yes, I have your powers. Or almost I have them. And I will almost have them forever, I suspect. An eternal checkmate. The axe stayed above the head of the king until the end of time. Yes. You sent the doctor and his friends back to Earth? Of course. I plucked you out of them first, though. You were right. Just like the bits in marmalade. And I sent them all to Holbrook, back to the magic mountain. And your daughter, too. What survives of her? And Miss Luna and the rest? The whole box of dolls. It's never happened before, but they might recover. If I shut my eyes, I can see her. She's sitting in her room at Holbrook. She's having a tea party. Yes, I can see her, too. Those are our old friends, aren't they? Yes. Is her mind quite gone? She's forgotten the man from the Hernhill Venadrome. Ah, that's something. Everybody's there. Miss Luna, the Randalls, Ludo, Mrs. Kernidle. The whole gang. Who's done this? It was you, you up, wasn't it? Not me, our old old chump. <laughs> Ludo? No, no, no. I had conquest on a triple word score. Go on, Mrs. K. Show us what you go, go. They do like their games, don't they, Doctor? How else should toys live? Will they ever change? I don't know. Perhaps. And my daddy? Quite lost. Lost in a dream world far beyond this one. And that, Queenie was his greatest victory. You're not 
leaving. Yes, Queenie. It's time to put your dolls away. 